This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So what do you really lose when you gain a spouse or when you get married, a man and a woman enter into marriage? Let's find out. Welcome to the Husband's Coach's Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, aka The Husband Coach. Welcome back to another episode of The Husband Coach's Corner. I was really contemplating on making this particular video because, you know, I understand that there are some social challenges in the world today. And I do primarily focus on teaching husbands how to love their wife every single day because I believe that that is so important. Uh, however, as I was sharpening my toolkit and I was looking at some articles, I came across one and it was titled, What You Lose When You Gain a Spouse. So naturally, I said, okay, let me see. You know, I'm not opposed to hearing other people's views, but there are some outrageous claims in this particular article that I don't agree with. And I'll be very honest with you. Uh, it is an article that's targeting destroying the institution of marriage. Now, there are some confines about marriage that everyone who enters into it needs to understand. And I don't have the time in today's episode to really break that down. But because there is so many uh, or because there are so many challenges with marriage in, in the world today, I'm going to make a dedicated episode that talks about what it, what you need in order to enter into a marriage and when you know you're ready as a husband to enter into a marriage and even offering up some ideas uh, and some things to look for in your spouse. But let's go ahead and really just jump right into these claims. Now, if you haven't already, check the show notes or the description box below if you're on YouTube and sign up for my newsletter. And just for signing up, you guys can get the download version or downloadable version of the Wife Journal, number one tool that I use to track anything and everything about my wife. I know that I've been telling you guys that I'm working on version two. I still am working on it. I don't want to release it until I feel that it has uh, added in more value than what you get in version one. So let's go ahead and dive into the content. All right. So claim number one, married people are less likely to call or visit their parents. Man, so I'm a married man and I did not lose touch with my parents. I was not less likely to call them. My wife has not lost touch with her parents and she is not less likely to call them. In fact, we talk to our family on a very, very regular basis. So do we uh, count as the norm of who these individuals were, I guess, surveying or, uh, and mind you, in this article, the author of the article quoted a lot of psychologists and therapists and, you know, people who wrote books and 
probably way smarter than I am. However, I'm going to give you guys a challenge at the end of this episode on how to really take some of this information uh, with a grain of salt and then, you know, test it for yourself. But are married people less likely to call their parents? Well, I won't say that this isn't true. All right. And here's the reason why I won't say it isn't true. Starting a new life requires time, investment and space in order to learn how to love your wife. Right. And sometimes you have to step away from what you once lived in, because when you get married, it is a whole new environment, a whole new environment. And that's not in a bad way. That's just a different thing. And because of that, you have to be prepared to step into something that's a little bit different and maybe step away from other relationships because now your wife, she needs you to be the leader in the house. And if, you know, if you're a wife watching this, then you need to find a way to uh, learn to respect your husband so you two can build a more lasting relationship. Uh, one that is mature and will stand the test of time. So in that regard, sure. When my wife and I first got married, did I, I, I mean, my, my marriage was a little bit different, uh, not in the regards of like just marriage in general, but uh, my wife and I, we love our family. We spend a lot of time with our family. So it didn't really change much other than the fact that my wife and I were married and we lived in our own place and you know, we were going about our own business. So, yeah, there were some things where I wasn't going back to my mom and dad's house to do certain things. But why would I need to when I have now moved on from that season of life? And that brings me to my next uh, portion. Or I'm sorry, that's later on. See, I, I'm getting so hyped about this. I don't even want to uh, go beyond that. But uh, also, when you get married, your responsibilities change. Your responsibilities change. As I mentioned before, as a man, you become a leader. And if you're a woman, you become a follower. Now, I'm not saying that in any non-progressive way or whatever. Look, take that for what it's worth. All right. I understand that there are women who are very high, strong, independent, and they have an agenda. And they have things that they need to accomplish. But here's the deal. I've already said it uh, in Dr. Eggrich's book or Emerson, whatever his name is, Love and Respect. You can find that in the show notes or the description box. I highly recommend you read it. But women are desperately looking for love and they're looking for that from the husband. And husbands are looking for respect and they're looking for that from the wife. Now, no matter how you have an agenda, whatever job or whatever your relationship status is, you need to make sure that if you're a husband, you're giving your wife love. And if you're a wife, that you're giving your husband respect. All right. And uh, in the book, Love and Respect, there are tons of tips and tricks on how uh, you guys can do that for one another. So highly recommend that book. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, genuinely, I can't. Um, now, with that being said, this is not a bad thing that your responsibilities have shifted, right? 
uh, in the regard of not contacting your parents and stuff like that. That's fine. It's okay if we don't contact our parents, if our responsibilities are now focusing on how do I build a lasting relationship and marriage with my new wife or with my husband, you know, that's extremely important, extremely important. Now, the other thing is, and I've, I've counseled many, many men um, who have ran into this, is some parents cause stress on the marriage. Now, typically, this is the father-in-law who doesn't necessarily care for the new son-in-law or the mother-in-law of the husband or the husband's mother doesn't care for the new wife, right? Those kind of parents can bring a level of toxicity into the marriage that really puts the husband and wife at odds against each other because we want to love our parents and we respect their opinion. And sometimes our parents are absolutely spot on. Uh, I believe that there's a level of like during the courting process, you should be meeting the family, right? You're about to marry into this family. Uh, And if you're not meeting the family, getting to know the family, it's a little bit hard. Uh, And I was blessed. My wife and I, high school sweethearts, I don't know if I mentioned that. We spent a lot of time at each other's homes, so we met each other's family. Like, I met her great cousins and, and, you know, just long-lost relatives. Uh, And I got to know a lot of her immediate family. And that really helped us in marriage because I knew who to go to if I had a serious question. That's a whole other episode. You got to get to know the family. Now, There are times where there's parents who don't approve of the marriage. So, you know, naturally you stop talking to your parents because every time there's like this negative uh, conversation and who wants to jump into a negative conversation on a regular basis? I know I don't and I'm sure you don't either. So, yeah, there's there's a little bit of truth to we stop talking to our parents. However, The perspective that was in this article was very skewed in the way that as soon as you get married, you're less likely to talk to your parents. So marriage is bad. And they didn't break down any of the circumstances uh, in a realistic way because, you know, it was a very uh, subjective article. And I'll be honest, I even have my own bias and I'm offering my own subjective information. Which is why I'm going to challenge you at the end, uh, once I get through all these claims, I'm going to challenge you at the end to really just take a step back and observe this in your life and in the people that are around you and then draw a conclusion. All right. There's a challenge. I threw it out. So now you have it. Let's go into claim number two. Married people are less likely to hang out with friends and neighbors. This claim is saying that if you get married, then you become this uh, this stick in the mud. You get you you trap yourself in a house. You close the blinds and you don't leave. And uh, look, anyone who's been married or is married understands that this is not true in many many cases. Uh, now, obviously, every relationship is different, and the way that you respond to the social life 
after marriage is going to be different, especially like if you are a playboy and you are just out there every single night at the clubs and then you get married. Uh, you probably got no business at the club. So, yeah, you're not going to be out in the social environments and, and hanging out with friends that are still seeking someone that they can also get married to. Like does that that has to like resonate with someone like common sense just tells you that when you become a husband, you're again, your responsibilities change and your social life does change because you are now intertwining your life, your your business, your everything with your wife. Very, very important that, that you know, you change the way that you behave uh, and your perspectives on life, they change when you get married, right? Uh, before you get married, it's about you. It's all about me. It's all about Chris. It's all about whatever your name is, fill in the blank. But then when you step away from about you and now it's about us and you start showing your wife love and your wife starts to show you respect, then less people from the outside of the marriage uh, are necessary, right? Because now you are building this up. Now, that's not to say that you don't have friends, right? Uh, truthfully, married people have a lot of friends. It's the type of friends that married people have that, you know, are few and far between. When you're single, you go quantity over quality. When you get married, you go quality over quantity. Now, this isn't like some new phenomenon. I think we've heard these things before in relationship building. But the truth is, when you get married and you have a wife, you are looking for like-minded people that are going to speak truth and build up your marriage. Because if you have a ton of people that are out doing things that you no longer get to partake in, a few things happen, right? Uh, and I shouldn't say that you no longer get to partake in. The things that won't build up your marriage and lead you into a more successful marriage that's what I'm talking about, right? Again, I'll break that down in a whole nother episode. Got a lot of episodes coming out, so stay tuned, all right? If you're not subscribed, go ahead and do that, all right? Now, with that being said, you have friends in your life for a season. Not all of your friends will be your friends in five years, all right? The people that you're hanging out with today, they may go down different paths and different lifestyles that you don't agree with or that you don't want to associate with, that you don't want to live with. And you're going to start finding people that are more like-minded. Now, that's not to say that, you know, we discriminate against people that aren't like-minded. That's not what I'm saying. But you do start to naturally isolate into this is the, the tribe or the group of people that are going to help build up my marriage in a way that is going to be beneficial. So just food for thought, just because you have friends now does not mean that those friends are going to be your friends after you get married or down the line, even if you are married. Um, we are not like some people, married people, uh, as this article wanted to kind of make you believe, 
is we board ourselves up inside of a house and have no no fun and we don't go out. That's not true. I take my wife out, I mean, very consistently. I don't even know how many times a month we go out. And going out looks a lot different than single life, right? Now, I only went to the clubs a few times uh, just because of how young my wife and I got married. But the moral of the story is I still went out. I think my wife and I, we even went out in our younger years when we were less mature in marriage. We went to some clubs and uh, (laughs) that was a terrible experience. And we just agreed like, hey, you know what? That chapter in our life, we didn't experience it the way that we expected to uh, be able to in our early 20s. And we were okay with turning the page and saying, all right, let's go on to another chapter because There's nothing in that chapter of value for us and for our marriage. Um, In fact, there's more detriment in that sort of lifestyle for our marriage than uh, we would have preferred. So we just averted it altogether and agreed on that. It was actually one of the first things that we agreed on. Like, yeah, you know what? That's not for us. Let's do something else. All right. Let's move on to claim number three. Married people are less likely to take care of of aging parents compared to single people. I don't even know where this claim came from. Married people are less likely to take care of their parents. <laughs> that Let that sink in. Like, really? That is a far-fetched piece of propaganda. But let's unpack that just a little bit further. All right. So here's the deal. Married people will take care of their family in all of the observations that I have encountered from friends, from acquaintances, from family members that are married, uh, myself included. We take care of our family. Now, what is the common thread of all of those uh, relationships or those marriages? They all have good relationships with their parents. See, you could really boil this down to a very, very simple equation. Good relationship with the parents equals kids taking care of the parents most of the time. I get it. There's some circumstances where you may not. And the inverse of that relationship or of that uh, equation is bad relationship with parents equals kids most likely not taking care of the parents or take advan- taking advantage of the parents. Now, you don't have to be some sort of doctor or scientist to understand this, right? This is very simple, like, relationship understanding. If you are a husband and you also have parents that require aid, Look at your relationship. If your relationship is not very good, it's likely that you are not going to build or you're, you're probably less likely to go and take care of them. Right. And vice versa. Let's say you have a good relationship with your parents. You're going to go take care of them. This is just mind blowing that that even was a claim that people made because it has nothing to do with marriage. It has everything to do with the fact that 
if you have a good relationship with your family members, you're going to take care of them, right? It's that that's simple. That's simple. Shouldn't even come as a surprise. Let's go on to claim number four, and this is the final claim. Married people have less friends. Now, I've answered this in the first one about less likely to have friends and take care of neighbors. But this one was a very specific claim that married people are these uh, over-the-top introverts that have no sort of social life, and they're just crazy, right? We're just like psychos, uh, at least that's what this particular um, article would have you believe about the institution of marriage. And man, there, there's so much to unpack with what's wrong with this article, but let's go into this. Uh, one, I've already answered. This is likely to be true. Two, married friends are likely more, uh, I'm sorry, married friends are likely to be more mature And it's hard to find mature people, especially in today's age. There are a lot of look at me, look at me. And social media has made us so self-absorbed in a way that is actually disappointing. It's disappointing because we have people so focused on wanting to showcase their accomplishments. uh, And that is our being social uh, experience and when it's demeaned or when it's belittled or diminished, whatever word you want to talk or throw in there, when that happens, our social norms become distorted. In which case, we start to believe that uh, the only way to be social is if you are just boisterous and out there, um, and that's not true. All right. That's just simply not true. Now, married people do have friends, but those friends are quality over quantity, as I mentioned before. All right. Now, many single people, I want to make this note and I want you to go and observe this for yourself. There are many single people that are introverts and they stay inside of their little bubbles. They don't go out. They live in their apartment. They may go to their job or whatever it is that they do. And then they go right back to their house and they hop on some sort of cyber entertainment or engagement, be it social media or online dating sites. uh, In some cases, pornography. Like, look, there are so many single introverts and they're okay with being in this way. Uh, And these people are less likely to take care of their parents. These people are less likely to make friends and go out and, you know, be these social butterflies that uh, married people are apparently not capable of being, um, according to this particular article. So just food for thought, right? Now, let's go ahead and summarize this. Marriage is for one man and for one woman, all right? Uh, If you've been on this channel, I am not here to bash homosexuality, but at the same time, I don't believe that marriage was designed by God for male and male or female and female. It was designed for one man and one woman that are seeking him 
and marriage, true marriage. I'm not talking about state pieces of paper saying you are now, you know, by the power investing in me in the state of blah, blah, blah. You I pronounce you man and wife. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a true marriage where the covenant is between you, your wife and God, not some state. That's that's for legal matters. Right. I'm talking about a true spiritual connection with God. If that's not a marriage that you have, if your intent is as a man and as a woman to be joined together, you are already uh, pursuing the vision and the purpose of marriage by God. Now, if you're not a believer in Christ, then, you know, send me a message. We can talk about that because I think that the most important decision that you'll ever make is about Christ. All right. And once you make that decision, it will pour into who you are in marriage. Guaranteed. So the next piece, I want you to this is your drill for the week, if you will. I want you to observe the world around you. Pay attention to what people are doing, what people are saying and how they're saying it. And ask yourself, is this representative of the marriage culture of me losing something or me being affected by something or whatever? Is this impacting my thoughts on what marriage is or how it looks? And more importantly, I want you to focus on uh, if, if you're a reading type of individual, you can do some searches on Google or wherever. Um, you can find a lot of articles that talk about marriage and uh, the impacts of marriages on culture, society, neighborhoods, all that stuff. Um, there are a lot of scientists who have an opinion. I don't want you to just take the scientific data, right? We're always being told you got to trust in the science. No, look, you can be a scientist too. All you have to do is observe. You can take information and I want you to take the information that I'm giving you today. I don't want you to just take it at face value and say, yeah, Chris is right. What I want you to do is take this information and go and observe it in your natural surroundings, wherever you are. Sorry, wherever you are. I want you to go and uh, observe this in your natural surroundings. See if there's any truth to what I'm saying, if there's any truth to what these scientists are saying. And then this is what I really want you to do. I want you to draw your own conclusion that like you have the ability if you are here and, you know, the 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 husband coach and uh, or this community that I'm, I'm fostering here. You guys are already people pursuing some sort of intellectual uh, change or at least stimulation so you can think and act. Uh, but I want you to draw your own conclusion and then act upon that. All right. Even if your conclusion is not uh, the same as mine or you agree or disagree, whatever. If you are thinking for yourself and making a decision based off of your own thoughts, then that is really uh, what I'm here to challenge you in, in this particular video. Uh, but overall, for the, for the this channel or this uh, this podcast, this episode, 
or these episodes that I produce. But the last thing that I want to leave you with is I want you to remember most of the people that these doctors survey, they're not representative of you. They're not. Instead, they're representative of the narrative that they want to push and they'll find whoever they can that will say yes and potentially get rid of those who say no. Now, I'm not saying that all scientists do this or all doctors do this. However, you are where you are today based off of a combination of your choices. Because of that, you are going to have a different perspective on life than me or the person that you know down the street. I don't represent you and neither does that other person, which is why you have to do this for yourself. So hopefully this episode resonated with someone. Let me know your comments in the comment section below if you're on YouTube. And if you're not and you're listening to this on any of the other podcasting platforms, why don't you jump over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button on the channel and give this video a thumbs up if it was something that you find value at it. Share it with a friend if you think someone could use this content. And until next time, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day. Peace.